I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello and welcome to Born Yesterday, a new podcast experiment in which myself and Andy Barr... Hello! We have been cloning ourselves... That is 100% correct, Alexander, and I'm so glad that you've raised that now at this juncture. We have been cloning ourselves and engaging in a little experiment. You see, the clones have only been alive for 24 hours, and in that 24 hours, they have only learnt about three things, and we ask comedian guests to explain to them other things, bearing in mind that they only know about three things. It's fucking simple. Yes. In this episode, the three things that the clones know about are Home Alone... The game operation. And they know what a chimney sweep is. Yeah. You ever swept a chimney? I've swept the base of a chimney. Have you? There was a chimney in my childhood home. Yep. Anything interesting come out of it at any point? Do you consider soot interesting, Andy? Uh, no, no. That's pretty much the baseline level of expectation of what's going to come out of a of a chimney for me. Yeah. I think one of our dogs tried to get in it um, in the fire and then up the chimney. How, um, what what sort of fur did this dog have? Uh, white short fur. Right. Was it kind of wiry? Could this function as a sort of sweeping of the chimney? Unintentional? The byproduct of the dog's entry into the chimney have uh, performed the same function as a sweep. Yeah, I, I, I think that, um, you know, if you put aside the safety of the dog, mm. then you could probably clean the interior of a chimney with its body and fur. Um, but once this particular Jack Russell had noticed, oh, the fire's hot, mm. it sort of um, sort of moved away. Demonstrating a great deal more concern for its safety than I would say that the horrible men and women forcing young children up chimneys did in the past. Yeah. Well, nowadays there's quite strict laws around what jobs children are and aren't allowed to do. Yeah. Um, 
And I think it's any job where they're being used for their small, thin, wiry bodies mm. is sort of a no-no, really. Yeah. Unless... Um, You're not allowed to employ children just because their hands are small enough to get in some of the back gears and a threshing machine. No, no. But I would say that um, if you were filming a film and yes. uh, you had a role to fill, and yes. that role was child with small, thin, wiry body, Yes, um, you could probably make a fairly reasonable case for employing a child with a small, thin, wiry body <laughs> to fulfil that role. Well, you know, Andy, that I went to film school and very often on film sets when they are doing, not on film sets, in pre-production stage when they are casting mm. and, you know, a child will come up for a particular role. Yeah. At a certain point, probably the director, sometimes the producer, will ask, what's its body like? Mm. Tell us about the child's body. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any of well, he's been acting since a very young age, and the parents are both actors, and they got into the business. I don't give a bloody fuck. <laughs> Do you have any more information about the child's body? Hmm. Well, you know, I think um, cinema and, and the safeguarding procedures around the development of films uh, have have improved. They have v- since very you much. were at film school. <laughs> <laughs> since I left the business, yes, they very much have improved. And, you know, I want to just come out here and say that I, for one, support that. Well, it's very big of you, Andy. Thank you. You know, they, speaking of children and work, mm-hmm. you know, there's such a thing exists of bring your child to work day. I have, yes, heard about this. I think it's, I think it's more of a kind of sitcom trope, really, isn't it, than something that actually happens? I think it does happen in the States, but it's yeah. it's, it's it's far less widespread than mm. the sitcom genre would have you believe. Yes. Um, but uh, I think a much better thing would be have children do your job for a, j- for a day. Yep. <laughs> they can find out what being an adult is like. And maybe they'll stop some of their, their some whining their and complaining. Constant griping. <laughs> or maybe, you know, it will prove such a disheartening experience mm. that they become incredibly despondent. And therefore quiet, Andy. Mm. I think you see the reasoning behind my plan. Yeah, but, you know, I think... <sighs> a despondent child is a quiet child. Yeah, but it's a fucking vibe killer, though, isn't it? <laughs> Which element of my brilliant plan? I mean, having a despondent child knocking around. <laughs> you know. It... <laughs> Listen, children are hard to control. They're hard to make quiet. Yeah. They don't if... respect adults. So if you put them in our position and go, hey, oh, this is what clothes you and puts a roof over your head and mm. has the eating on in this, you know, difficult world that we find ourselves in. Yeah. I do this for, you know, eight, nine, ten hours a day. Mm. Then if they became a little despondent, then I would see that as a mark of respect. Yeah, but it's still. I think it just it would it would bum me out. You know, I think you know if even if you're going by the maxim, children should be seen, not heard. If yes. they if they look like face like a fucking slapped ass, then you know it's just the the parlor is yeah. going to have an extraordinarily bad mood, prevailing mood. Okay, okay, um, I understand that. Mm. Do you think we could maybe you know, give them some drugs or something to perk them up? 
I mean, you could, but I, you know, I think there are, I think there are laws against that as well. Yeah, but I'm saying that you know, or is it in a kind of? A, it's like drinking after you know, after the age of five or six or whatever. As long as it's just a little, just a little key, <laughs> yeah, under the supervision of their parents, yeah. that's fine. Yeah, you're allowed to as a parent. You're yeah. allowed to buy your, your yeah. child a beer in a pub. Yeah, one yeah. one thin line. Yeah, you're also allowed to administer a small speedball as long as it's yeah. at home. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we might need to run this by the legal department. <laughs> well, I'd be fascinated to hear of their existence and location. Yes, um, I think I call Her Majesty's government. <laughs> oh God, always fiddling in our business, Andy. Um, the phrase "children should be seen and not heard." Yeah, quite creepy, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I th- I think the majority of what has been discussed so far. Mm. In this introduction, yeah, could be, uh, you know, fairly reasonably construed as being quite creepy. Have you ever played the game Operation? Yeah, I just love getting their little bones out. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what my favourite organ is? God, no. The Elastic Band is yeah. my favourite organ. Yeah, I can't really remember. Um, I haven't played Operation. You're not. No, it's very good. Yeah, you understand the premise. I do. Yeah, yeah. He's got all these bits in him. Yeah, and you have to get him out. You've got to get him out. Yeah, you've got to get him out. You've got to get his like heart and lungs out. Yeah, or his nose because they're all turn red. They've all gone bad. They've all gone bad. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really explain explain the sort of law of the guy on the table. Presumably, he's on his way out, and they're sort of using his bits. Yeah. It's an organ donor situation, but they they can't wait for him to finally snuff it before they get the the good gear out of him. Yeah, first. no, they they've got to, yeah, get it get it fresh. Yeah, get that get that elastic band fresh. There's um, it's possibly a misconception in my head. Does he look a lot like um Herman from Guess Who? Um, I'm not that familiar with Herman from Guess Who. Oh, well, you'll get angry if I turn my Wi-Fi on on my phone because it'll interfere with the recording. Yeah. Um, I'm going to assume that he does. Okay. And I'm going to go one further than that. I'm going to assume that, that that's because they're from a shared universe. I was about to use the phrase shared universe. Yeah. Um, and perhaps. Do you think the Parker brothers were building up to something? Yeah. Well, I think I think that um, uh, the- Operation comes after Guess Who in the narrative. And I'm assuming that the person who was trying to guess who yes. um, was a uh, perhaps an organized criminal of some sort. Right. And that Herman has been whacked. Yeah, and it, maybe it's not an operation. Maybe that's maybe operation is just what they say to the family. Mm. Was really, it's a post-mortem. Maybe. Mm. Yeah. At what stage in the narrative do you think battleships occurs? Well, uh, Herman perhaps is an East German diplomat. Yes. <laughs> and uh, this causes something of an incident. It's in the 70s. Sure. Yeah. And, Gold, you know, Berlin tensions are high. He has been whacked by perhaps uh, agents of Her Majesty's <laughs> government. <laughs> perhaps it shares a universe with a Tinker Tailor soldier spy. <laughs> <laughs> so in this canon, uh, Tinker Tailor soldier spy. Yes. Guess who? Operation battleships. And battleships. Yeah. Good. Um, what about happy families? That's probably pre everything else, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's you the know, calm before the storm. Uh, yeah. Um. Unless they're new identities given to everyone involved, could be, later but, on. and perhaps yeah, some of them are, are sort of you know sleeper agents. Yeah, yep. yeah, 
You gotta watch that Mr. Bun. Yep. You never know what's going in that bread. And uh Hungry Hungry Hippos. That's sort of pretty humanity. That's yeah. really, really early in the timeline. It's yeah. it's th- hundreds of thousands of millions of years before. Yeah. And, uh, Although I, w- I would be, I'd be interested to find out when, when exactly the modern conception of a hippo uh, yeah. emerged. What was the hippo tipping point? Uh, I think it's when the balls died out. <laughs> they had to start eating vegetation instead. They thought, well, these balls aren't just going to keep coming to our mouths. How we've managed to make this bit of the podcast weirder than the bit after it is is, is really quite impressive. Yeah. Um, other than us. I have seen Home Alone, Andy. Have you seen Home Alone? I believe that I have. Okay, that's a good, that's a novel. I don't remember much about it. Yes. Well, it's about a small boy mm-hmm. who was cast on the basis of his body. Yep. Um... His little malleable body. <laughs> Perfect for squeezing into tight spaces in order to s- set traps. Yes. A misunderstood film, I think. Right. What's the misunderstanding? Well, people think it's all traps and wackiness, um, whereas that's actually a very small part of the first film. Right. It's a much larger part of the second film. Right, okay. Because it was popular. Yeah. Um, it's... it's 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 a jet, it's like a serious film director made that film and right. it's it's actually about yeah Tarkovsky's first um, yeah English language film <laughs> well I think actually you're mistaken it was Gaspar Noé's first <laughs> foray to the American market was <laughs> Home Alone <laughs> um, but yeah John Hughes knows how to make exactly that kind of thing and it's it's very very touching actually Home Alone if you right if you're paying attention is it yeah. I, I mustn't have been paying, paying a great deal of attention. I think we, I watched it maybe three or four Christmases ago, mm. uh, and um, the rest of my family were there, and they were not particularly enjoying it. No. The children, yeah, were, yeah, the adults less so. Well, I think really the second one is more of a family watch because there's a lot more traps and Joe Pesci getting hurt, and right, and uh, so there's more sort of capers. Mm. Whereas, you know, there's a sort of genuine sense of loneliness and loss in the first one. Yeah. And a sort of um, tragic reconciliation of a different family other than um, whatever Macaulay Culkin's family is called. Mm. Is it the McAllisters? Yes, it is. Yeah. It's Kevin McAllister. Yeah. Um, Well, I can see why they got rid of all that for the second one. Yeah. (laughs) All the stuff that made it an actual Mm. film. Yeah. Yeah. as I get older, the you are doing more and more. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm keeping at it. Yes. Um, the idea of spending Christmas Day entirely alone seems more and more of a, a pleasure. Mm. Yes, nobody needs to observe your morning wine, do they? <laughs> no. And I set the traps, Andy. Yeah. And I get enough wine in me and I spring them myself. <laughs> That's my Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> That's my Christmas. I home alone myself. <laughs> I stay. I stay in the house, and I get absolutely scold on port. And I forget where the traps are, and I try and go up the stairs, and I get a bowling ball in my nads. That's <laughs> when the loneliness sets in. <laughs> when oh, the first, goodness. when the first 
tin of paint hits yeah. me as I try to unlock the basement door. Yeah. Any rakes? Oh, nothing but rakes. I'm I'm stepping on rakes whenever wherever I'm stepping. Yeah. And then I, you know, I get in for an early night. Then the bed sets on fire because of a trap I set earlier. Mm-hmm. Weepy fall to my we call to my family. This was a mistake. I shouldn't have spent this year alone. No. Phone electrifies me because of a trap I set yeah, earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try to get out of the house. Keys. Yeah. Knives. Yeah. Trap I set earlier. Yeah. Turn my keys into knives. <laughs> <laughs> Doors fake. Brick wall behind that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a trap I set earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up the next morning. Christmas is over. Go to get my leftovers. Poisoned. <laughs> Trap I set earlier. Yeah. It's January the 18th. I'm back at work. Yeah. I go to cross the street. Bang. Yeah. Trap I set earlier. Number 55. <laughs> Home Alone is an odd premise for a family film because it's two criminals trying to catch a boy. So are they actually trying to catch the boy? I thought it was. I thought they were just trying to burgle the house. Yes, that's that's how just, it starts, and it right. and it progresses. And to, then they yeah. just, you know, they they. In the first film, Joe Pesci is threatening to kill him by right. the end. I don't think I don't know if it's an idle threat or not. No, um, but. Uh, yeah, they are. They're, they're, they're trying to kill him by the end. I right. Think. Um, but I suppose you know that kind of family film. You need you need stakes. Children need, children understand life. And yeah, death and I think um, I think that in those times when Home Alone was made, whenever that was, uh, late eighties, late eighties, there was there was more jeopardy in in films for kids, and I think that kids weren't mollycoddled as much as uh, today's children who. I am going to go on record as saying are soft. I'm going to go stage forever, Andy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to oh, we can use this podcast as a platform to do this. Should we say it together? All children Bring back are national service. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I, different. Different roads towards the same destination for you and I. There, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, one you you presenting a problem, and I presenting, presenting a, solution. a solution. And I couldn't agree more, yeah. Andy. We should bring back national service. Absolutely. At what age do you think they'd be best sent out? Six. Yeah. Because this solves the earlier problem that we were talking about of them, you know, looking a bit glum because yeah. you've sent them to work. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you where's more exciting than work. The Arden. Absolutely. <laughs> We've got two fantastic guests <laughs> on today's episode. They look so cute in their oversized uniforms. What, the guests? No, the children going to war, Andy. Right, okay. I, you know, I'm, I I think that... I don't think there's not enough said in favour of child soldiers, Andy. I think that's the thing that we in the West really need to sort of... I mean, not that you're not a child when you're 18, but... You know, we can tip it younger. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. Well, I, you know, I've already said bring back national service. So, mm. you know, I think um, it's clear It's clear where I stand on this. 
I am going to put this out there, given toddlers' propensity to not walk on their feet and to crawl around. Okay, expectant mothers. <laughs> well, I was going to go into the the sort of practical applications right. of toddlers being used for mind sweeping, but your right, your, your yeah, 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 pregnant yeah. mothers who's who've also had it too easy. It's a part of it. So I I think that just you know as long as if 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 you're imagine. What a fucking hard bastard the baby will be if his first whiff is of mustard gas on the air. Grape shot. I know that that's more Napoleonic era, but get him prepped early. And then what a beautiful moment the birth will be because Mm. the nurse will be able to to turn and look at the mother. She'll be able to meet her in the eye and say, congratulations, madam. You've given birth to one of our brave boys. Yeah. And we've got some absolutely fantastic battlefield drugs to get you back up there and bayonetting a <laughs> some of the uh, some of the enemy within you know half an hour. The French have sent out the Year Elevens. Yeah. yeah, or whatever it is in French. Ons. Uh, yeah, kill them. <laughs> Right. Eureka Catania and Pierre Novelli are our guests today. Um, we did want to say, and uh, Eureka sets out her stall early in this episode, but we were very keen to get Eureka on because she's a fantastic comedian, someone we like very much indeed. Um, Eureka is doing this in a second language, mm. and I think that although Eureka's lived here for a great number of years, most of her reference points are still Japanese. Yeah. So this is someone playing this game on hard mode. Yeah. So we're very appreciative of Yuriko coming to do it. And she sets out her stall early. Yeah. And uh, I think it's delightful how competitive she was. You can hear how competitive she is. Anguished. Yes, anguished is the word. Um but uh yeah, we were very we were we were interested to see how someone with sort of different cultural and linguistic reference mm. points would uh would express themselves. Yeah, and cope with the barrage of idioms. Yes, and general nonsense. Um, uh, so Eureka is on the show, who's fantastic, and Pierre Novelli is on the show, who's also fantastic. You can find Pierre Novelli on Twitter as at Pierre Novelli. Uh, Pierre is going on tour next year. The tour is called Why Can't I Just Enjoy Things? Look up the dates for that. He's also at the Soho Theatre in London from the 30th of February Uh, Sorry, from January the 30th to the 4th of February. And you can also watch Pierre's album, stand-up comedy album, on YouTube. It's called Quiet Ones. That's a high recommend from me. It's excellent. And you can listen to his podcast, Bud Pod, that Pierre does with Phil Wang. And you can find Eureka on uh, Twitter, at Eureka Comedy. Um, She will also be performing her show, Kaiju About, at the Soho Theatre, uh, on the 22nd of March to the 25th of March 2023. But if you don't live in London, she probably has some dates round about the country, but you've got to look them up yourself. Do the work yourself. Please share this episode on social media. Tell people about the show. Leave mm. us a five-star review wherever you're finding this episode and email us some fan art. Yeah, draw some some absolute grot. Yeah. Send it in. Some, some real grimy shit. That's yep. what we want. Completely unconnected to the episode. Yep. Send it over. Yeah, please. Should we get on with that episode? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh.
Yuriko Kotani and Pierre Novelli. Thank you very much for agreeing to explain a few things to us today. That's my pleasure. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, in the uh, 24 hours that myself and Andy have existed, yeah. we have come to learn something of the following three things. <laughs> okay. Can I, can I say something? Yes. Okay, so this podcast is, to me, it's a, the most challenging podcast I ever done because I might not know these three things. <laughs> and although we don't know what a podcast is, Eureka, oh. we're very, very grateful yeah. to you for stepping outside your comfort zone in uh, this oh, instance. Yes. Yeah. And we do know what the three things are, so you know we can help out. So okay. we, oh, yeah. we, oh yes. We can help out with the things that you know. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and the things that we know, Eureka, are we've seen the movie Home Alone. Oh, we are familiar with the game Operation. What? Okay. Operation. Yes, and we understand what a chimney sweep is. Wow, wow that's quite a lot. Yeah. You've had a busy day. Those, those are the three things that we understand, Pierre. <laughs> it's very Christmassy. Whatever that is, we yeah. may get onto that later. <laughs> Sorry, it's very Home alone <laughs> Oh, yes. Very um, Home alone I, th- I think we'll put that, uh, that first one to... Uh, Eureka, I think. Sure. Uh, Eureka, um, in one minute, could you please explain into the microphone uh, to me and Andy who Gordon Ramsay is? Your time starts now. Uh, Close to the mic, please. Okay. So, sorry. Um, okay. Um, Gordon, so he's, do you know, uh, like human, he... He's yep. a human. Human, yes, yeah. human. Probably you've seen. We've seen them in Home Alone. Yep. Yes, many humans in it, uh-huh. and he's uh, the same as human, but not the uh, uh, more. Uh, so the Home Alone probably you've seen the boy. Yes. Boy. So is Gordon Ramsay similar to the boy in Home Alone, or is he different? Uh, Adult version of he's the okay. adult version of the boy in okay. Home Alone, Home Alone but okay. no, but not oh not that story no no, no as a human I'm does he get ex- into the same sort of scrapes scrapes <laughs> okay I mean, thank that you very much <laughs> no ah! oh my Okay. Okay. So, ah, this, okay. This game difficult. is. Yes. Thank you very yeah. much, Eureka. Oh, wow. Man. In one minute, you've explained to us that Gordon Ramsay is the adult version of the boy in Home Alone. <laughs> it's not bad. I mean, yeah, he gets into some scrapes. Well, that's that's useful what information. Scra- scrapes like uh, hijinks, like uh, uh, silly situations. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay. But we very much appreciate any information that you can give, Eureka. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you so much. much. Um, Pierre. Yes. In uh, one minute, would you be able to explain to us who Sandy from Greece is? Your time starts now. Okay. Um, you know the boy in Home Alone has a sister. Yes. Yes. San- yes. So Sandy is a, a, another teenage girl mm-hmm. in another film. Okay. Like right. the sister in Home Alone. But right. in a different one of that. What is teenage? Teenage oh. is between the boy in Home Alone and the dad in Home Alone. The, so, the mid-height ones that are angry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Okay, the mid-height ones. Is this a sort of pre-Gordon Ramsay state? Or is yes. It? Okay. Right. So before he's Gordon Ramsay, he's a teenager. Yes. And But a girl one. Yes. And in a different film. Right. Okay. And she is, uh, in this film, they are all singing. Okay. Which is what... The people in the church, in the building in Home Alone, where they all yell with their mouths. Right. Okay. That's Thank what you. they're doing. Thank, Thank you very much. much. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> Thank you. Andy, that was great. That was okay. Andy, yeah. could you sum up yeah. who uh, Sandy from Greece is Certainly. based on that information? Sa- Sandy from Greece is um, the sister of the young Gordon Ramsay in Home Alone, transposed into another film. Uh, and yes. she, uh, we, we don't know whether there's a sort of Ramsey state of her, but um, <laughs> she, uh, she yells with her mouth. Thank you, thank you, Pierre. Uh, I was trying to think of if there was any leather jackets in, uh, in Home Alone. But I don't know how much that would have helped. Maybe. Um, thank you both for that thank information. You. Thank you. Um, myself and Andy have only existed in one space mm. in the time that we've been alive. But we're keen to learn about other spaces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eureka, in two minutes, could you please explain to me what a Roman Colosseum is? Your time starts now. Into the microphone, please, Eureka. Uh, so it's uh, so one, one space, another space. So it's a space as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's a solid space. Okay. It's a solid space. And here we go. Yes. What's a solid? So solid is a opposite of tofu. <laughs> <laughs> What's tofu? To- <laughs> tofu. Um, tofu. <laughs> Something that close to the mic, please. Oh yes, sorry. You you eaten food um, in the past, we, probably. We haven't. We've, 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 we've seen, seen it we've happen. Seen the miniature Ramses in Home Alone eating food. Oh yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Sorry, I got excited. Yeah, There's good. a link. Um, <clears throat> yes. So. So tofu is tofu is a food. Tofu yeah. is a food. And and it is the opposite of a, a solid. Solid and. Uh, you cannot uh, kill anyone with tofu. <laughs> okay. But, you can't but, kill anyone with tofu. But you can with a solid. <laughs> okay, so a Roman Colosseum is made out of the no. opposite of tofu. No. And you can kill people with it. No. <laughs> How would you kill someone with a Roman Colosseum, Eureka? Um... Uh... So, oh, uh, the, so if you go there, yeah, have the, uh, did you, did you see knife knives in <laughs> knives TV shows? I believe there were yes. there were blades. Thank you, Eureka. <laughs> <laughs> so, Eureka, in two minutes, 
you've explained to us that a Roman Colosseum is not made of to- tofu and you can go there and kill someone with a knife. That's pretty good. Thank you, Yuriko. Those are two key yeah. points of information. Thank about- you, Yuriko. Thank you. Okay, yeah. it. We've established some key facts about the materials involved, certainly. <laughs> uh, Pierre. Yes. <laughs> I'm sweating. <laughs> In uh, in two minutes, could you uh, explain to us what uh, Easter Island is? Your time starts now. Okay. Um, you know how in Home Alone, yes, the the rest of the boys' family are in a plane. They fly in the sky. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. In a tube. Mm-hmm. That's to go somewhere very far away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Without. Without your son. Yeah. But so Easter Island okay, is a, is a is a space, a piece of land, okay, a solid lump, yeah, like not tofu, yeah, yeah, surrounded by water. Can you kill someone with a knife there? You can, but you shouldn't. Okay, you can go there, but it takes a long time flying, very far from us now. Mm-hmm. Okay, and what's and, there when you get there? Uh. St- <laughs> Statues of heads. Okay, what are heads? Yeah. Heads are these bits on our on our bodies. Pierre is pointing at the top of himself. Right, the sort of top of an operation board. Yes, exactly. The bit of the operation, <laughs> of course. Well, the bit of the that. operation board with a red nose on it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine that, but the color of the burglars' jackets. <laughs> in Home Alone, so sort of grey brown. Yeah. No, the leather. The the. The really frightening black dark, the dark one. Okay, They're very yes. black okay. and black. Like the color of the coal in the haunted furnace in the Home Alone Facebook. <laughs> okay. The big monster. So, so Easter <laughs> Island has giant heads that, yes. are, yeah. that are, are black and, and haunted. Uh, yeah, kind of. Okay. And they're all over the island. Yes. And they were put there by peep humans like Why? us um, for pride. What's right. pride? Pride uh, to make everyone impressed, happy, and like like Kevin when he sees his family again. <laughs> okay. okay, thank you, Pierre. That okay, was very useful, very useful information, Andy. Would you like to sum up what certainly, Pierre said? Certainly, certainly. So, um, uh, Easter Island is is somewhere where you, uh, you very far away. You travel there on a big tube, and you go there to see uh, some pridefully installed large heads. Uh, <laughs> Which uh, remind you of the sensation of seeing your parents again. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Fabulous. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you, Pierre. Thank you. Um, just as a point of interest at this stage, I'm just going to ask Eureka a question. Eureka, do you know what the game Operation is? No. Okay. Um, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, please. I... I only have home alone on chimney sweep. Um, well, we we can me, me and Andy can actually tell you what yeah. the game operation oh, yeah. is. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's sort of like a a, a picture of a, a person yeah. uh, lying down, and then you've got the Easter Island bit of them, and then the rest of them underneath. <laughs> yeah, and then using a small pair of tweezers, yeah, you pick different bones and organs and an elastic band out of them, uh, trying to avoid their nose from going red and buzzing. Uh, and this is a game that people play. It's a kid's game. So you have to do the surgery 
on a patient, and if the metal tweezers touch the sides, it goes meh, and you fail. Oh, I see. Mm. I see. It's a uh, okay. So it's not actual. Oh, got it. It's game. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It's the kind of thing that Kevin would have been playing at Christmas if his parents hadn't abandoned him. <laughs> but, yes. But th- this sounds very complicated game. <clears throat> for. We d- we don't know other games, so we don't know no, how we've complex We've got absolutely no reference point for mm. other games. Um, but um, it did teach us a little bit about the human anatomy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh yes. We know where the rubber band is. Yeah. You don't <laughs> want to make your nose light up. <laughs> Another area of uh, human experience that myself and Andy are keen to learn of uh, is the world of creativity mm. mm-hmm. and art. Art. Mm. Mm. Um, Eureka, in three minutes, could you please explain to me what happens in Michael Jackson's thriller video? Your time, close to the mic, please, starts <laughs> now. Um, close to the mic, please, Eureka. Yes. That was, uh, that, people, um, what happens in the video. What happens in the video, In the yes. video. And as a cr- creative point of view. If you would. Uh, so, do you know, and, uh, zombies? <laughs> <laughs> We're not familiar with zombies, I don't think. What? Can you tell us what zombies are, please? Oh, zombies are... Um, <clears throat> so if you are clones yes. and uh, you d- die, if d- someone gets us with a knife in a coliseum, or, yeah. <laughs> yes, and um, an uh, oper- operation fail, right? Okay, <laughs> to take yeah. the take the knife out. Okay, <laughs> uh, operation fail. So our nose lights up. Uh, no, yes, lights up. And then and we're then, a zombie. Uh, no, usually you stop moving. Mm-hmm. Okay. But something happens and mm-hmm. then you start moving again. What happens? <laughs> uh, and if there's no definitive answer, we'll accept speculation as well. Yeah, you can you can guess. Um, my guess is willingness. <laughs> okay, so you become a, a zombie after you stop moving, and then you will yourself to start moving. Okay. So, so people who have been killed with a knife, who then don't start moving again, are you saying that they lack willpower or... Courage or oh, a backbone no. or no? Uh, that's that's no no no. Um, <laughs> they got so we willpower, mm-hmm. but the, this zombie willingness is something else. Okay, <laughs> the zombie will—it's a different form of willingness. <laughs> okay, and uh, what are the zombies doing in the thriller video? Um. Into the mic, please, Rika. What did it dance? They're dancing. Oh, we've seen dancing because yes. it's in Home Alone. Uh, very briefly, in uh, fifteen seconds, who is Michael Jackson? <laughs> Michael Jackson is uh, 
Michael Jackson is a. So we talked about humans. Yes. And he, he's he's one of the humans, and he he was a he he um sings. Do you know singing? Yes, we sing. Yeah, yelling in the church. Yeah. Thank oh you. yes. Yeah. Your, 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 your time is up. Your eco. No. So, what we've established is that the thriller video, what happens in the thriller video is some people stop moving and then they will themselves to start moving again. Yeah. And then they dance with Michael Jackson, who's a human being. Yeah. And singer. And singer. It's, he, it's, he shouts with his mouth. He shouts with his mouth. I'd like to know if, um, if, if dancing is the sort of primary movement that is usually carried out by zombies or if they usually will themselves to do other things if you can do moonwalk what's a moonwalk <laughs> I'm digging a hole <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate all the information that you've given us Eureka thank yeah. you appreciate that Pierre yes in three minutes would you be able to explain to us uh, the plot of the film Seven <laughs> your three minutes start now the film Seven. Mm. Um, you remember how in Home Alone, yes, there is a policeman. He has a, a blue clothes, and he comes in, and you think he's there to help yeah. solve the crime. Yes, ah, uh, yes. Yeah. And then also there are the burglars, the thieves, yes. the bad mm. men, the wet bandits, the wet bandits. Quite right. Yeah. The film Seven is yes. about one wet bandit. <laughs> Who is very bad, and he st- stabs with a knife, kills with a knife. Right, seven people. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it works. He doesn't get fought off by Kevin. Right. Okay. He. It's a success. He's a successful wet bandit on his own for murdering with a knife. I'm going to pick you up on a detail here. Yes. Yeah. Um, you say that this person is a wet bandit. Yes. Uh, we've established that the reason that you can get stabbed with a knife in the Colosseum is because the Colosseum is solid, yes. i.e. Yeah. the opposite of tofu. Yes. So how can a wet bandit stab someone with him a solid? <laughs> so he only he is wet. Only he is wet. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. A wet man. A wet man yeah. goes around with a knife. Seven, seven people yes. with a knife. According to a theme. Just how did he get wet? Just excitement, I think. <laughs> okay. Feeling. Yeah. Feeling. Love feelings. Okay, yeah. we're linking these. Willpower. Yeah. Willpower. Okay. Um, he became wet for his own willpower. Yes, he did. And yeah. he stabbed seven people. Yes. Okay. And you remember how in Home Alone there's an old man mm. who is gruff but helpful. Yes. yes. He's got a spade. Oh, yeah. Yes. The movie is about a gruff but helpful man like the man with the spade. Okay. Mm-hmm. And a man who looks like the grown-up Kevin, Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay. Right. Well, yeah. That same type of man. Okay. Blonde. Yeah. Blonde. <laughs> Those two men <laughs> have to hunt down the solo wet bandit and yes. stop him doing his stabbing people, seven people with a knife. And how yes. do they do that? Well, it sounds like they, they don't succeed because he... I think we've established that yes. he, he stabs all seven of the people that he's set out to stab. Yes. Oh, are they trying to stop him from doing that, or are they trying to find him after he's done that? They're trying to... Oh, I can't remember. I think they're trying to stop him from doing the last one or two. 
Right. Not sure. So they didn't mind the first six. They weren't sure. They weren't. They weren't sure if the man was 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 responsible for all the stabbings. Perhaps but then it, they realized his pattern. Perhaps if they and what what is the think pattern? The pattern. The pattern is in seventeen seconds. What's the pattern of the wet man? Um, it is according to seven things that often come in a row that are human qualities. Right. Could you take us through them, please? Happy, sad. Right. <laughs> Wet. Um, are, are they are they stabbed in a way that is uh, thematically consistent with these feelings, or are they exhibiting these feelings at the time at which they're stabbed? They are stabbed in such a way as to, uh, as to thematically mimic those feelings. Thank you, Pierre. Your wow. time is up. Andy, would you like to uh, reflect upon what we've learned happens in the film Seven? Yep. Uh, in the film Seven, two... Uh, uh, two people, uh, a gruff man and a uh, sort of Gordon Ramsay figure, are attempting <laughs> to prevent uh, a wet man from carrying out the seventh of seven thematically linked stabbings. <laughs> Thank you, Pia. Thank you. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, how get 20, 20, how get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Myself and Andy have not existed for very long, but we are aware that other things existed before myself and Andy. Mm -hmm. So we're keen to learn about those things. Um, Eureka, in three minutes, could you tell me what the gunpowder plot was? Gunpowder plot. And how Guy Fawkes was involved. Oh, yes. Excellent. You've got three minutes. Your time starts now. Gunpowder plot. Mm. Gunpowder plot. And how Guy Fawkes was involved. No. Mm. Okay, I'm not going to use my dictionary. Gunpowder plot. Mm-hmm. Okay. You you know, you know guns. Uh, I'm not sure we are familiar with guns. What is a gun, Eureka? It's uh, I've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't know if you've seen them. What do they look like? Uh, so, so it's various size, uh, big and small, and uh, okay. So guns can be any size. Any yeah. size. Okay. And uh, what's the purpose of a, a gun? Um, to so if you have knife, right. you have to. Be close, right? To, to kill someone. Okay, yeah, that's right. Yes. Okay. But if you got guns, you can uh, aim from far, far, far away. Okay. okay. So a gun is a knife at a distance. Yeah. Long range knife. Does it depend on how big or small the the gun is as to how far away the person you can kill? Um, according to my so okay, my knowledge comes from uh, anime City Hunter. What's anime City Hunter? <laughs> if that's what your if that's where your knowledge comes from, you should be able to tell us what that is. <laughs> that, that's uh, anime City Hunter. Um, what? So let's it's a, yeah. anime City Hunter. It's anime City Hunter. <clears throat> okay, is, uh, let's break that down. What's anime? Anime is uh, <laughs> do, do you know drawings? Uh, you've seen some of them in Home Alone, yes, I believe. Oh, yes. Yeah. Draw. Yes, yeah. that's right. Mm. I believe you see so, some drawings on the screen as well. Yes. And then many, many drawings. So it moves. And, and then, it so, moves. Okay. So it's, Does it, the drawings have willpower to move? Or is that... Uh, the creators have willpower by not sleeping and... Long hours. Right. Okay. okay. So the will the willpower to make something mood can be transferred onto a drawing. So it's a kind of zombie. So, <laughs> so, um, mm -hmm. uh, so it's not zombie. Uh, some some of them become zombie. Zom about zombie. Thank you. Okay. Thank yes. you, Eureka. No. Thank you, Eureka. That's very very useful. Um. Just to sum up what you've told us about the gunpowder plot and Guy Fawkes' involvement in it. No. Um, <laughs> there's such a thing as a, a, a long-range knife, which is called a gun, mm -hmm. uh, and um, sometimes uh, with enough willpower, drawings can move. 
and these two <laughs> things are in some way related and in some way related to gunpowder and Guy Fawkes. <laughs> Thank you, Eureka. Remember, remember. <laughs> <laughs> A gun can be any size. <laughs> Um, very briefly, Eureka, just outside of your time limit, mm-hmm. what was the, what was it called again? Anime? Anime. Animation. Uh, but the, the full name of the oh, thing that you knew about. City Hunter. City Hunter. Yes. What's City Hunter about? It is the story about um, uh, main, main character is like a home alone. Main, there's a main character mm-hmm. growing up. Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> Uh, does uh, I think he's a spy. You think yeah. he's a spy? He's a, a I think it's a story about a spy that kill mm-hmm. n- not with knife, uh, maybe sometimes with knife. I don't know, mm-hmm. but most of the episodes happens with guns, okay. So it's a story. It's a story about a, a spy who kills people with knives and or guns. And uh, uh, yeah, it's what's the story about? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> I'm glad that you've been watching that. <laughs> I haven't watched it for a long time, so but I remember I always got. Excited, mm. excitement. Yeah, yeah. But it, it was your first reference point. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Um. Pierre. Yeah. In uh, three minutes, could you uh, tell us about the publication of the Communist Manifesto? Your time starts now. Okay. So, do you remember the old man from Home Alone? Yes. Yes. Okay. Got a spade. Tried to stop the wet man from killing seven people. No, that was in seven. Yeah. Different, different old man. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But using the original old man from Home Alone that you both know. Yep. Yes. So there was another old man from right. Chimney Sweep times. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With the big beard. Uh-huh. Who was also quite gruff. <laughs> we are familiar with Chimney Sweeps. We're not necessarily familiar with the times in which they existed. So um, do you know what a, how long a year is? Um no, no. Um, the chimney sweeps existed. Um, the the full length of time it takes to make a Kevin into an old man. Yes. Uh-huh. Mm. How long is that? Seventy years. Okay. And so, how many of seventy Christmases? Right. right. Okay. So, <laughs> chimney sweep time was. Yes. I'm going to say about 140 Christmases ago, or two old men. Okay. So about 20 Ramses. Yes. Thank okay. you. <laughs> if you would. So chimney sweep times yeah. was 20 Ramses. So ago. 20 Ramses ago, okay. there was an old man, like with a beard, like from Home Alone. Yep. Yes. And you know how in Home Alone the wet bandits have bad clothes in a car, and they want to break into the Kevin's yes. house, which yeah. is big and nice and yeah, full yeah, of yeah. shiny things, good uh-huh. things. Yeah, yeah, ice cream. Yes, yes, among many other things. Traps. Amenities, traps. Expect nice traps, though. And he, <laughs> this old man, 20 Ramses ago, mm. tried to invent 
a, a, a way of everyone having the same amount of house and car. Same number of nice things for everyone. Right. Right. Mm. And he put this idea in a book. Okay. What, uh, what's a book? A book is like um, the movie Home Alone, but you know how in Home Alone sometimes he writes words? Yeah. Yes. Instead of seeing, like happening, like Home Alone, okay. just l- hundreds and hundreds of words all in paper smushed together in, in, in uh, pages, like the phone book he orders pizza from <laughs> right. in Home Alone. That, okay. but not phone oh, numbers, yeah. words. Right, okay. And the old man put his idea into a, bi- a book like that and sold it like you sell pizza. So in this old man's idea, when everybody's got the same thing as Kevin McAllister, yes. um, uh, where do the wet bandits fall in that situation? They get their own Kevin McAllister house, so they don't have to break into Kevin's house anymore. They, do they, do they, does it come with its own Kevin? Uh, no, hopefully not. <laughs> okay. No, no. Well, then how are things equal if they don't have yeah. a Kevin? Because Kevin is a person and not an object. Okay, can you explain the difference for me, please? Yes. In one second. Kevin is sentient. Okay, right. thank right. you. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't really have time to drill into what sentience is. No. <laughs> this is the same. Um, Andy, could you sum up what Piers told us about uh, the publication of the pu- Communist Manifesto? Okay. Uh, the <laughs> publication of the Communist Manifesto is something which occurred uh, two two old men ago in Chimney Sweep times. <laughs> yes. Um, About 20 Ramses ago. 20 Ramses. Um, and a, a, <clears throat> an old man hmm. uh, with, a, with a bigger beard than in Home Alone um, <laughs> thought that it would be a nice idea for everybody to have... Uh, a big house and their own traps, but not to have a Kevin. Uh, they were to be prevented from having that because he is sentient. And he wrote all of that into a big phone book. Yeah, and sold it like pizza. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Thank you, Pierre. Yeah. Okay. We're beginning to build an understanding here. I, wish... I thank God for Home Alone. What a. What an absolute... <laughs> but a barrel of cultural riches we should fire that into space <laughs> people would understand a lot about society yeah. just from our alone in one it's sentence in, yeah. in one sentence what's space space is uh where the stars are in the sky and, and it's far away and you die if you go in the sky okay <laughs> you die without having to encounter a knife or a gun. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Automatically die. Automatically. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So space is sort of like a big knife. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> big invisible knife. Yeah. With stars with stars in it. Are you capable of willing yourself back into zombiehood in space? Or is that <laughs> Is I, but... zombiehood the same as sentience? Ooh. <laughs> mm. Yes. Okay. But okay. but a worse Moving version. Um, <laughs> how is it worse? Limited to uh, you can't talk. Okay, so zombies are people who can't talk. Thank you, Pierre. Yes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> who were dead? <laughs> there are there are so many things to learn about. We're just going to keep yeah. throwing a few more at you. Sure. Uh, Eureka! In three minutes. Uh, could you please explain to me what a beanie baby is? 
Beanie Baby. Yes. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Your time starts now, Eureka. Um, Into the mic, please, Eureka. Beanie Baby. Yes. Beanie Baby. Uh, it sounds... Uh, um, okay. So, this is what I... What I imagine. All, all we can ask of you, Eureka, mm. is for you to use what your understanding of these things might be. Be beanie babies. Yes. So okay, must be babies. Do you know babies? Um, I think there's one in Home Alone. Mm. Yes. I'm not entirely sure what they are. Significantly pre-Gordon Ramsay's state of. Yes. Yes. Before McAllister, mm. before teenager, before Ramsey. Way before. Yes. Okay. It's 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 like you guys, isn't it? It's like a, le learning. Just born learning. Babies are new. Yeah. <laughs> Babies are new. Me and Andy. Yes. Are new. Yes. New. Uh, new. Uh, but you guys are not new. But. Kind of, kind of new. Well, we are yeah. new. We were born yesterday. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. So you guys are babies. Okay. We're babies. Yeah. Okay, we're babies. Why, why not? <laughs> <laughs> when, do we, when do we become Kevin McAllister? Uh, wait, patience. Patience okay. is okay. Uh, okay. key. We just have to wait. <laughs> yes. How many sort of fractions of an old man do we have to wait before we become Kevin? <laughs> Do we become Kevin before we get the traps, or do the traps are they a post-Kevin thing? Uh, ooh, traps. I feel like we're getting distracted. Beanie babies, so oh, they're yes. babies. So, uh, beanie part. I'm learning with you guys. Okay. And uh, let's find out. So I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing, beanie. How do you spell that? Uh, uh, it is spelt. Um, I have the letters in front of me. <gasps> B E A N I E. Beanie baby. Uh, what, does 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 that word beanie? Does that sound like any other word that you know? Um, not like this is a very unique unique word, isn't it? So it must be something like generation thing, probably. A generational thing. You know, like a. Thank uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you, Eureka. You've explained to us that a a, a beanie baby is <laughs> is a baby like me and Andy are babies, which is a pre Kevin McAllister state, um, a, a long long time before Kevin McAllister, mm. and um, the beanie aspect is a sort of. <laughs> generational thing perhaps other a couple of Ramses ago we would have all known. the babies were beanie <laughs> not so much these days yes I don't know if that has a re relationship between the disappearance of the chimney sweep yeah could do we don't know perhaps they were beanie babies Jether if you care to speculate on this <laughs> <laughs> a beanie baby is like a 
stuffed toy for children, like a little animal, like a teddy bear. Oh. They were very popular in the 90s, so very collectible. Right. Yeah. You can buy in service areas. Yes. <gasps> now I know. Yeah. Not generation thing at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least the record's been corrected. Yeah. But 90s. Yeah, very 90s, nice. Yeah. Pierre. Yes. <laughs> in three minutes. Uh-huh. Could you please explain to me what a beaver is? Time starts now. A beaver. <laughs> a beaver. I don't know what animals were there in home alone. <laughs> a, be- a beaver. Not not a beaver. We can say that. No. You, you know how Kevin in Home Alone yes. Yes. builds traps. <laughs> yes. Yes. And he and Ah ha. <laughs> no. You know how in Home Alone the yes. wet bandits yes. block up the sink and turn yes. on the water and yep. all the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how they define themselves. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. But when they do that to the sink, all the water flows out, doesn't it? And yes. makes uh-huh. a big mess. It does. Yes. It makes everything wet. There is an animal. Right. That does that outside houses. Okay. And does that animal ever knife anyone on the basis of the emotion that they're feeling? No. Okay. This is all it does. Does it, does it, (laughs) so it doesn't do that with a view to commit crimes? No. It does it, I believe, to pool the water more to catch fish. Okay. What are fish? Yes. Fish are another animal that just lives in water. So they're wet. They're wet yes. all the time. The beaver can go in the water or on the land. Yes. Okay. Um, are the wet bandits, are they people or fish? They are people. Okay. Like, like we are all people. So you can be both. You can be wet and not a fish. Yes. Yes. Please. As long as you don't stay there or you will be as dead as if a knife stabbed you. Okay. Okay. You can't stay with your, with your Easter Island head. <laughs> right under the water okay. or you'll be dead like a knife stabbed you okay if someone were to be knifed um just off easter island so in the wet yes and uh, they uh, willed themselves to start moving again would they be a fish or a zombie they would be a zombie that still happened to be under the water okay, okay. a fish is born uh, starts and ends always in the water and it dies in the air the opposite of us <laughs> so, uh, mm. so if, so beavers look, eat those. I'm confused. Like Kevin eats pizza. <laughs> a, f- a fish starts and ends in the water, but also dies in the air. Yes. Yes. If we take it out of the water, right, it will die in the air. Okay. And if we and then try and live where to... the fish lives, we die. Okay. Yes. So it's like a opposites. Would we? Would you? Would anyone take sort of? I don't know seven fish out of the water if they look particularly happy or sad or? What does a beaver look like? A beaver looks like... Uh, is there a cat or dog in Home Alone? There's a dog. There's a dog. dog. A beaver is like a dog with very short... Its paws are on its body. It has no leg. And instead of a big fluffy tail, it has. Uh, it looks like a slice from a pizza. <laughs> and it uses that to help block up the Thank water. You. Thank you, Pierre. Thank you very much. Thank you very much indeed for that. Explanation. <laughs> okay, so a beaver is a is a sort of very short dog, which um, uses its pizza shaped tail to clog up uh, 
sources of water sinks sinks yeah outdoor sinks sinks in the hope that the fish which um live and die in them will be uh, captured so that it can eat them them. like kevin eats pizza like kevin eats yeah 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 Yeah. that's it yeah best i can do that's a beaver (laughs) thank you very much it's my pleasure Another area of experience that myself and Andy are keen to learn more about is human behaviour and things people do. Eureka, in three minutes, into the microphone, could you please explain to me what a secret Santa is? Mm -hmm. Your three minutes start now. It's a great system. And this Christmas... uh... What's Christmas? Oh, well, we know. What, yeah, we know. We've got a rough idea of what Christmas is because it's in Home Alone. So it's, mm. a, it's oh a, yes, it's a Christmas system. Christmas system. Uh, so when Christmas comes, mm-hmm. uh, you might see humans. Yes. In the sh- shops. Humans in the shops. Right. Shops yep. more than usual. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, so. Are they for sale? Before the sale, because uh, humans want to give something special to your loved ones. Eureka. Yes. What are loved ones? Aww. That's a... That's a... That's a good question. Um, Thank you. Yes. Uh, Probably... You have loved ones, so the humans, cloned you. Um, we're not aware of how we became cloned. Oh. No. All we know that is we're clones of. We're here. We've uh, we've seen Home Alone. Home Alone. Yes. We're aware of Operation. Operation. <laughs> and chimney sweeps. Chimney sweeps. Uh, oh, so in Home Alone, mm. uh, many people. Yes. Belong to each other. They belong to each other. And that's love. Okay. Okay. Connection. Connection. And yeah. mm-hmm. you want to give something to loved ones. Okay. Uh-huh. So in this case, you, you want to give something to each other. So it's a system to give something to your loved ones. What would you give to your loved ones? Uh, anything that... You think the person wants, I guess? Anything you think they want. Probably. Yes, anything. Mm. Eureka, I hope this isn't a complicated or broad question, but what do people want? Mm. What people want is... 25 seconds. No! Uh, what do you want, Eureka? You're a person. <laughs> what do you want? Um, uh, love. Okay. Love and uh, peace. Okay. Love so and peace. Love, love is love. the uh, position of somebody buying a gift for you. or, or... It's... Uh, love is... Thank That's you, your time <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much indeed, Eureka. 
<laughs> Finding out what love is. Yes. So, um, the uh, what uh, I understand from your explanation of what a secret Santa is. No, no. Um, is it's a sort of Christmas system by which uh-huh. you uh, give people your loved ones, who are people that you own, um, <laughs> you give them love yeah. and peace. Yeah. <laughs> peace. Yeah. Thank you, Eureka. Yeah. Get in there. Yeah. Get in there. Brilliant. Thank yeah. you. All, all, all we can ask is trying to get there. It's a functional understanding. Yeah. Um, but that's the uh, question was secret, Santa, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I had extra 10 points, ten, sorry, 10, uh, not points, seconds. Okay. Right. Uh, and we can give you an extra 10 seconds. <laughs> oh, no. um, we're just organizing that now. Your 10 seconds start now. So, oh, so to uh, give gifts to everybody? Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Yes. So, uh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, just adding that to our understanding of what a secret Santa is, um, giving gifts to everyone that you own is a lot. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Pierre. Yes. In three minutes, okay. please could you give us a functional understanding of what creating a thirst trap is? Your time starts now. <sighs> so, thirst trap. You know, in Home Alone, yes. <laughs> when the wet bandits look at the house, yes. and they really want to um, rob the house, right? yes. <laughs> and they're excited. Okay. Okay. Um, and you know that Kevin has a mum and dad on a plane. Yes. Yep. On a plane. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> to make Kevin, the mum and dad had to do a special dance with the operation parts of their bodies. Were they zombies at this point? No. In order to no dance? zombies at all. Okay. No zombies. Yeah. The, they they got as naked as the man in operation. Okay. Okay. And did a dance. Their, their nose lights were exposed. Very much so. Yeah. <laughs> and they did a dance once for each child. Kevin and the brothers and sisters, they did that. Okay. Okay. And when one human looks at another one and they want to do that dance, they get a similar feeling to the excitement that the wet bandits felt when they looked <laughs> at the big rich house. <laughs> and okay. So, 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 and that feeling can only occur uh, in a world in which the ideas contained in the communist manifesto aren't put into place because if everyone has their own yes exactly kevin house then yeah. then there's nothing to, to exactly to look at in the way that the wet bandits it's, do it's the human version of that yes it's about lack <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so it's about a limiting of resources yeah. of houses yeah okay in a way and so you know okay you know how in Home Alone, there are pictures of things. Yes. Yeah. In the world now, yes. about 25 Christmases since when they made Home Alone. Uh, okay, so post-chimney oh, yeah. sweep. Very much post-chimney sweep. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how in Home Alone on, a, on the television there are pictures? Yes. And also there are photos. Yes. Yeah. Now everyone has a television in their pocket okay. with photos on that mm. they can make of themselves. Okay. And when you want other people to... Look at you and think about you like you you want to do the operation dance. Right. 
Okay. You can take a photo of yourself yes. looking as naked, almost as naked as the operation man. Okay. A bit like that. Yeah. Yes. Or maybe a photo of yourself looking like that in a nice big house as well, actually, because mm-hmm. people are quite shallow, like the Wet Bandits. <laughs> and then you put that photo on your pocket television and everyone can see it. And but they, they look at you like the Wet Bandits look at the Home Alone house. Yes, with envy and desire. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, why... <laughs> Why does looking like an operation person make people want to do a dance that creates Kevin? Because you can only do the dance when you look like the operation person and it feels really nice and it reminds them of a nice feeling. Thank you. Thank you, Pierre. Thank you very much. Andy, would you like to sum up what our understanding of creating a thirst trap is? Sure. Um, creating a thirst trap is uh, taking a picture of yourself with no clothes on, which you send to somebody else's television in order to make them feel like they want to rob a house and do a dance. It's certainly how I've always felt when I've seen them. And 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 lust is an, an only possible in capitalism. That was the other thing that accidentally came out of that explanation. Yes. Brilliant. Um, just one, one little thing to... to yes, sorry. Um, Mm. Uh, further query Please. Um, mm. obviously the house in Home Alone has a lot of traps in it Yes, mm. are thirst traps similar to those traps uh, the, it is only a trap in the uh, humorous sense as in okay, uh, so no real bodily harm can occur it can occur but not del- deliberately when it's all going correctly do you remember when Kevin tricks the wet bandits uh, with the movie of the angry man shooting his gun yes yeah. um yeah. that's a that's called a joke that's a bit like a joke okay a uh-huh. fake thing that's real temporarily and it's funny well it, it, if, if if i may um, move things along we're going to come to that just oh, now okay. yeah but mm. thank you very much for your explanation that uh, a, a first trap is when you see a picture of someone's operation board and then you become a wet bandit <laughs> The final area of human experience that myself and Andy are keen to learn more about is the world of humour and the world of jokes. Mm. Mm. Um, Eureka, um, I'm going to tell you a joke now that was created by someone called Joan Rivers. And uh, you're going to have three minutes to explain to me why it's funny. Come on then. I knew I was an unwanted baby when I saw that my bath toys were a toaster and a radio. That is a joke by Joan Rivers. And in three minutes, I would like you to explain why I knew I was an unwanted baby when I saw that my bath toys were a toaster and a radio. Why, that's funny. In three minutes, starting now, please, Eureka. Uh... We covered p- very deep um, topic in the in, in the previous sections about babies. Yeah. Yep. And, babies are uh, new. Babies are new. We're babies. We're babies. Yes. And babies are new, but could be. Could <laughs> Mm, it's and okay. Why is it? It's a, it's a joke. 
joke about so you know the jo- jokes uh sometimes uh sometimes uh can you help me <laughs> well i have uh, i don't know what a toaster is oh yes yes good good angle uh to- toasters uh uh do you, do you know bread I think Kevin eats bread in Home Alone. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Pizza is... Pizza's a kind of bread. Right. Kind of bread. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, when the bread... You want to... Uh, when the bread is bread, it's still soft. It's so still you soft. want to make it hot and uh, toast it. Okay. Okay, so a toaster is a way of making bread hot so it's not soft. Hot and... Uh, Crispy? Is that crispy? Hot and crispy. Hot and crispy and soft. Okay. In relationship between wet and solid, where are hot and crispy and soft? Mm. Can you be knifed somewhere crispy? (laughs) (laughs) One time I had the bread that's so stale that I thought if I get hit by this, I might die. Okay. So (laughs) the, the bread was stale. Presumably that means it's a solid. Yes, but mm. yes, okay, so, so that's you, you solid. Were, you were worried but, you were going to get knifed by bread. <laughs> but before that, mm-hmm. be, uh, that so the scale, if uh, solid is 10, okay, toast is maybe seven. Mm-hmm. Do you reckon? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. seven. Okay, so a toaster so. is a thing that makes bread hot and or solid, almost solid, almost, almost. solid. And uh, why would you put a toaster in a bath? So the if so the to, if the toaster there's a how do you, a plug concept plug wire wire it's a there's a part called a plug is that a plug mm-hmm. your time's up by the way no. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, Eureka, from what I understand, I knew I was an unwanted baby when I saw that my bath toys were a toaster and a radio. The reason that is funny is because a toaster stops bread being soft. (laughs) Thank you, Eureka. (laughs) She's a broken woman. Yeah. I, I I knew this podcast is the most challenging podcast I ever challenge well we're, we're, we're very grateful for you to meeting that challenge <laughs> thank you so much thank you thank you oh no yeah yeah it's coming mm-hmm. this is the final final is this final okay final. this is a joke by somebody called joan rivers okay and uh it goes thus you know it's time to start using mouthwash when your dentist leaves the room and sends in a canary. You have three minutes to explain why that's funny, your time starting now. Mouthwash is water that smells nice. (laughs) Okay? Okay. What does it smell of? Mint, which is the flavour of the foam that Kevin McAllister rubs on his teeth. Okay. In Home Good. Alone, we know right. what that yes. is. Okay. That's the same flavor. It's a okay. nice flavor mm-hmm. and smell. Mm-hmm. Yes. So mouthwash is water that has the same flavor. Right. And when your mouth has a bad smell, mm-hmm. you can 
have some of this water in your mouth and it changes it to the new good smell. Right. Yes. So <laughs> the dentist yes. is a human whose job is to clean your mouth. Okay. Like how Kevin has to clean up his house. Mm-hmm. They remove right. traps from your mouth. Yes. Right. Okay. Tiny microscopic traps. What's microscopic? You yeah. can't see them, but they are there. They're too small to be mm-hmm. seen. Invisible traps. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. That's his job, the dentist. Okay. So, if you go... If the dentist removes the traps, yeah. doesn't that run the risk of someone burgling your mouth? Yes, but it's worth it <laughs> to not have a smelly mouth. And if he doesn't remove the traps, the, your teeth fall out eventually. Oh, okay. So, okay. it's worth it. You need yeah. them okay. for eating pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so... If you go to that man, this is why the joke is funny. If you go to that man with a smelly mouth, he won't like that. (laughs) Okay. Okay? And in this joke, he leaves the room. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's leaving, going, oh, I don't like that. That's a smelly mouth. Right. And he's sending in a canary. Okay. So this is another whole thing. Okay. A canary in in, um, Chimney Sweep and Karl Marx times. Uh-uh. 20 Gordons ago. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. They would have a job where they had to dig under the ground for coal, the things that are in the cellar of Home Alone right. that go right. in the furnace to yes. burn things, to, okay. firm it, to make houses hot. That's under the ground. Under the ground yeah. in tunnels. Okay. okay. In, and, and canaries would have this job. No, humans would have this job. Okay. And the canaries' job was when there was a really bad smell that would make you dead like a knife. Right. Mm. The canary would die first because it's smaller and weaker animal. And that's good. It's good for the humans because it would be a warning. Right. But bad for the canary. Okay. Okay. So the joke that Joan Rivers is making there is that the air in her mouth was so bad smelling that the dentist man behaved like an underground digging man. As if it was the air was so bad in her right. mouth tunnel, so it changed it, his behavior. It changed his right. word, it, like it was as deadly as the knife air in a mining tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Peter. Your time is up. <laughs> I particularly enjoyed that last mm. sentence. Um, yeah. Andy, would you like to sum up why <sighs> the joke is funny if you, oh, if you read it again? Uh, so the reason that the joke. You know it's time to start using mouthwash when your dentist leaves the room and sends in a canary is funny is because it is um, calling to mind a time uh, 20 Gordons ago when um, people were employed to go under the ground and collect coal. Um, And those people doing this would take a bird down with them and... and if the knife air got too much, then the bird would die. Um, and this joke is drawing a comparison between the tunnels in which those men and birds lived and died <laughs> and, and the mouth which, which Joan Rivers has taken into the dentist. Comparison. Yeah. Thank you, Pia. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Um, Andy. After we've uh, gathered all of that information, um, who do you think has provided us with the most useful information? 
It's a tough one to call. (laughs) I think that um, Pierre's explanations have been have been very full and um, and helpful. I think uh, watching Eureka's explanations has given me perhaps a more full understanding of this struggle, which a person uh, embarking on a life as we are about to do (laughs) may have to go through. (laughs) And you feel that the struggle in itself holds value. Yes. I, I, I would, I would agree with you, Andy. Um, Eureka said that, you know, all we ask is for people to try and explain things. Eureka said that was a great challenge to her. And it is a challenge that she has met in doing so. Looking at Eureka, I've seen more facial expressions than I've ever seen. Even in Home Alone. Even in Home Alone. Which so, there are a lot. Yes. Um, we're, we're, we're very, very grateful to Pierre. Um, but I think we're agreed that uh, Eureka has provided the most satisfactory explanations in this instance. So, uh, Pierre Novelli, thank you very much indeed. And uh, Eureka Katani, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, so that's a gun. No! Oh, my God. You have been listening to Born Yesterday, featuring Andy Barr and me, Alexander Bennett. I created the show, and Steve Pretty composed the music. If you've enjoyed the show, please tell people about it. Follow us on social media and leave us a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.